0: It's time for Series 3 of Shooting the Breeze. As we continue our focus on women's basketball, we'll be talking to more of the amazing players in the WNBL, the coaches that inspire them, those people behind the scenes that do so much for the sport, as well as so many more from across the Australian women's basketball landscape and beyond. It's the 42nd WNBL season, the longest-running women's professional league in the country, and this year... 2022, Sydney will stage the FIBA Women's World Cup, featuring the 12 best women's teams on the planet, playing right here on our turf. There's so much to come in this season, subscribe, like and review our podcast so we can get more Hoops content to you. We want to welcome on board the Island Pacific Soap Company as our first commercial partner. They make high quality, all natural handcrafted bath soap. Check them out online and a big shout out to Paul for all the support.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, there's a lot of factors, especially now. I feel like since COVID, a lot of players think about other factors other than just the playing aspect. Um, I think there's a lot of off court factors that you have to consider as well. Especially, you know, players slowly getting older and all that stuff. So whether they want to slowly make connections for their future, whether that means moving states or staying where they're from at home. So it'll be interesting what players decide.
0: Free agency for the 43rd season of the WNBL has started. And we're welcoming back our special guest, Vanessa Panousis, as we take some punts and freewheel the free agency list. It's always great fun having Ness on the podcast. And don't forget, keep an eye on her in the NBL One East, all game streaming live as she's tearing up the court with her Sutherland Shark squad, who are sitting sweetly at the top of the ladder in round four. Enjoy the pod. Welcome to Shooting the Breeze. Today it's a special episode about free agency in the WNBL. Joining me is my co-host Jacinta Gavind, and special guest Vanessa Panousis, who's back again. Great to have you both here. How have you both been?
2: I mean, the only the only spare time I get to myself at the moment is when I sleep, but good.
1: <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for having me again. Happy to be back.
0: All right. So before we get into the into the whole thing that's happening with free agency at the moment, just wanted to touch base with you on what's happening in your NBL one journey at Sutherland. You guys have been doing pretty well.
1: Yeah. Not a bad start. Can't complain. Four from four at the moment. Uh, But, yeah, like I was saying earlier, we've actually had a few injuries um, early on in the season. Pretty much every week someone's gone down with an ankle injury. We've had a few people out. We had Loz Nicholson out for the first two games and um, Rian, Hannah, Courtney West. They're out with ankle injuries at the moment. So we haven't really had a full roster as of yet, to really showcase what we have as a whole team, whole unit. But no, we're getting there. We're improving every week, which is good to see. Shirley's put a major focus on our defense. Um, That's all she's really worried about now. She knows that the offense will come. But yeah, it's just been a little bit hard, a bit disjointed, coming together as a unit with so many people coming in and out with injuries and stuff. But we've had a good start, so can't really complain. Um, We have a bye this week, which will be good. Um, Let those injured players rest a little bit so we can maybe get a few back for our double header in the next week to come against Newcastle Central Coast, which will be a tough one. But no, so far so good. Can't complain.
2: Have you noticed the trend, though, like in the last couple of years, you know, post-pandemic, lots of sporting leagues coming back and then lots of injuries within the first couple of rounds?
1: Yeah, I was saying that's a pull actually. I was like, I'm not sure if this is from having so much time off and having to come back and stuff. Um, So that could be it. Obviously, having like a shorter preseason, that could have an impact as well. But literally, yeah, every week there's been ankle injuries. So, we've called it the cankle crew. So, hopefully, we don't have any more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you've been placing some good numbers too in some of these games.
1: Uh, yeah, we had a um, actually a tough game against Canberra. We were pretty low in numbers. I think we only had seven or eight players. So, that was one of our toughest, closest game. They played really well, really aggressive team. Then we played, we had close one against Manly too at home. That was our first home game. We've had a few away games, so it was good to play at home. Um, but again, they took it down to the wire. I think we won by seven in the end. So that was a close game. But yeah, they have been really tough games, really tough. So it's been good to see like the competition across the board has been pretty consistent, which has been good.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you've had some really competitive games so far. Um, yeah. What's it like being back? In well, I would say you know, former, formerly Waratah League NBL One East. Because when was the last time you played in this league? You know what? I
1: was <laughs> before the season started. we were talking about road trips and stuff, and I had I've actually never played AB like the old ABA, and I never right. even played in this league. So they're like, you're basically a rookie. I was like, I literally have never played ABA. Yeah, <laughs> because when I finished school, I was 18, and then that year. Um, Before college, I didn't play youth league or anything. I was just training with them because I was going to college. And ever since I've been back, I've played Seabull like in Melbourne, but I haven't played like the New South Wales, like ABA. So, yeah, this is like people are saying like names and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. They're like, why don't you know? I was like, I haven't played ABA. Like, I don't know. So it's actually been pretty funny. So they were like, yeah, okay, you're basically a rookie. I was like, all right. It's my rookie season. Turn on. I know, right? Harry the team. It's been good. Carry the team on my back against Canberra with <laughs> twenty-eight eight, whatever. No, no, that was actually a really tough game. I'm not going to lie, my lungs were a bit exhausted, <laughs> um, but I was, it was good to come out with the win. So, and especially like we had a lot of contributions from everyone. Especially those close games, like you said, Canberra Manly. A lot of people chipped into that game, so it was good. Especially getting Loz back for that Manly game was huge. So we missed her for sure for the first two games, but she made her coaching debut, which was pretty cool to see. <laughs>
2: Oh, who lost coach? Loz Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was
1: coaching the first two games.
2: Oh, because it was was (laughs) was, Shelly's
1: 18s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was two from two. Coaching career. So I go, okay, it's time time for now. (laughs) Yeah, retiring top. Done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So was she a tough coach?
1: Yeah, she was. You know what? It was so funny. Some of the timeouts, she like, I could tell she really wanted to just tell us, guys, come on, let's go. Like. And she just try to be so nice. I was like, just say it. Like, just say that we've, we're sucking right now. It's all right. You can say that. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. But come on, come on, come on, guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it must have been hard for her, you know, because you, you can just tell. Like, Yeah, no,
1: she has it, though. I'm not going to lie. She, she'll be a pretty good coach Oh, yeah, she wants but, to go down that path later on.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it's like there were a couple of games for Townsville uh, where she sat it out.
1: Mm, uh, and you can, yeah. just,
0: you can just see on her face. She's just like,
1: Yeah, she wanted to go in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah
0: for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's roll into free agency. I mean, wow, so many people on free agency. I think this is the biggest list I can remember seeing on free agency for a long time.
2: Yeah, it's huge. Like, I mean, you have got some teams with at least half of their roster mm-hmm. um, up for free agency. Like you've got Bendigo that look like you know a good majority of their roster. Melbourne about half. Uh, Links Lynx, Perth Links Lynx, probably about two thirds. Sydney's got a lot, but you know Sydney's free agency list you can already count out or oh, at least five of them because it's all of the um, the juniors. Oh no! All of the oh inter- the juniors. Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Standing door of imports that was on the Sydney yeah. roster. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't think there's much chance of of them coming back based off what happened. Yeah. No. Nah. No.
2: Nah.
0: So let's just start rolling through the teams. And we can start with Adelaide. But before we do, actually, you know, I was thinking about something. Um Ness, you did pretty good with your selection of players for the awards.
1: Yeah. I'm um, yeah, I'm actually pretty proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> well what was it? I did the um MVP. oh, The title winners? No. As I think it- I said boomers for title winners, oh, yeah.
0: yeah? You had um Mailey.
1: Mailey, yes. MVP, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was um, it was a really good final series, actually, really good. It It was was. upsetting to see with the whole deal with Canberra with the semi-final and stuff. But yeah, I'm sure they're going to have their revenge next season.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to they're going to come out and use that fuel. Yeah, definitely. So okay, let's look at Adelaide. There's eight of the team are are out on free agency, a couple of the ones that really surprised me were Alana Smith and Kylie Shook.
1: Mm. Yeah, I will actually like to see Alana. I feel like she really had a strong season with Adelaide last year. Obviously, with um, new coaches and everything coming in, depending on who they get. Yeah. But I thought she was a great signing for them last year. And for her for this year in the WNBA, playing with a new team, Indiana, I'm sure she's going to take her game to the next level there. And for her to bring that back to Adelaide, I reckon that would be really cool to see. It was kind of a season that she really needed and that we really wanted because
2: she, uh, you know, went to Stanford and had a great career in Stanford and then has been in the WNBA ever since but hasn't really seen the court. So it was kind of like mm. I what she played like. Right, and, right. Know, she's still in Opal squads and things like that but also probably not, not really getting a lot of time. So it's kind of like wait. Just remind us of, like, what you can do again what and you, how good you are. Yeah. So I think, you know, hopefully, I hope, you know, without speaking for her, but she really needed a season where she could just play.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think Chris, that she had that freedom from Chris um, to really showcase her skill set and what she can bring to a team, which obviously I, I think got her that opportunity now with the Indiana Fever. Hopefully we'll be able to get a lot of court time in the WNBA and bring that experience back over.
2: Yeah, kind of rejuvenate her juices a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think she's going to be high up a lot of other teams' shopping lists too. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly if she gets if she gets some good minutes for Indiana coming yeah. back, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be looking for her. So I think there's going to be a lot of question marks over Adelaide, particularly. You know, we're hearing that there's uh, been changes in ownership. They're looking for a new coach. Even though we haven't heard much about it, we've heard some noise that, that Chris is not going to beat Adelaide next season. So, you know, there's, there's a lot up in the air. So it's quite possible she might want to go to a team that's a little bit more stable.
1: True. I mean, she is also a Melbourne girl. So depending on who the Boomers get as their coach, um, I don't know whether Southside are interested. I mean, obviously she's going to have all the options in the world. So it's yeah. <laughs> going to come down to what she wants, what other people offer her and a right fit for her, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think that's why she probably signed. Well, I expect people like Smith and the imports only sign for a year, probably not wanting to commit to something where, you know, in 12 months' time they might be in a better position to shop themselves around for the best possible location and contract and team dynamic. But interesting you mentioned Southside for for Smith, um, Ness, because Southside were... Probably like um, a little bit short in the roster, mm. uh, pun not intended, in the, in the bigs, in the four fives. Um, yeah. So while they had Bishop, um, they also had um, Emily Harmon-Whittle as well who kind of got limited minutes, but when Bishow was injured at the end, um, yeah. I feel like they probably,
1: yeah, maybe maybe Smith would be a good fit for that Southside yeah. roster. And just looking at that, Emily Harmon is a free agent, so she decides to move around as well. Alana could maybe sleep in there, you know what I mean? So, yeah, her options, I'm sure she's going to have a lot, but I'm sure she'll pick the right fit for her.
2: And I hope they get Kylie Shook back because I think that um, it was really nice having her in the league. She wasn't a player I was really familiar with before this league. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, before she came to the WNBL. So I think that she really fit well with the WNBL playing style. So I hope she's
1: tempted to come back, whether it be with
2: Adelaide or otherwise.
1: Yeah. I feel like as the season went on as well, she got a lot more comfortable. Mm. Um, I feel like towards the beginning of the season, wasn't getting as many looks. I think she was obviously just trying to suss out the league and how, like the tempo of the game that we have here and all that stuff. But I feel like in the middle, towards the end of the season, she really shone for Adelaide.
0: Any other big moves that anybody sees out of the the Adelaide free agents? I mean, you know, you've got Marina Whittle, who's been there for a while, um, mm. strong player. You think she might move?
1: Yeah, same as Abby Weirong. Um be interesting to see what Abby does. I think that this was her second year as well with Adelaide. Yeah,
2: I feel bad though, like, because some of the, the bubble season for some players, especially when they joined a new club, like when they, you know, when Marina and Abby joined Adelaide, yeah. like, the bubble season was just, like, such an unconventional season. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're trying to establish yourself in a new team and under a new coach, but... Adelaide, I think, is going to be. I think it's going to depend on who they sign as the coach. If they keep people like Warrung and Whittle, but yep. also knowing that Whittle is, um, you know, partners with Maley off court,
1: true, um,
2: and they, it seems like they tend to have to spend a little bit of time apart, like playing for different teams. So I'm not sure if that's something that they true. might consider
1: um, considering Marina's as a, a free agent. Yeah, no, there's a lot of factors, especially now. I feel like since COVID, a lot of players. Think about other factors other than just the playing aspect. Um, I think there's a lot of off-court factors that you have to consider as well, especially, you know, players slowly getting older and all that stuff. So whether they want to slowly make connections for their future, whether that means moving states or staying where they're from at home. Um, So it'll be interesting what players decide, especially Maureen and Abby, since they have been there together for two years. uh, Whether now that with the coaching change, they think maybe it's time for them to leave as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting who Adelaide decide to get as their coach. I think that's going to be a major factor to NBL. see what players do there.
0: And the other the other part to that equation is where's Chris going to end up? Because mm. you know, yeah. I mean, he's too he's too good a coach to be lost to the WNBL. Mm-hmm. So you know, where specifically would he end up? Um, yeah, be interesting how that that all pans out. And rolling on to Bendigo, and Bendigo is a good one to to talk about because. They've got what, thirteen.
1: Yeah, is that pretty much their whole roster?
0: Yeah, except for um. Ellie. For Maley, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Ellie Wilson and Carly Bogue would have come in on probably just a one-year contract because they came in at fairly late notice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Cassidy's been there for a long time, and she's mm-hmm. she's settled in pretty well. But you know, she's a free agent. And again, you know, same sort of deal. We've got new ownership, there's coaching change, Tracy York's left. We yep. don't know how that's going to pan out. What do you guys think about how this one's playing?
1: Again, I think depending on the coach, but like you said with um, with Marina and Annalie, Maddie Garrick has her partner again in Melbourne. She's a Melbourne-based, so she was doing a lot of travelling back and forth as well. You have Tess, obviously, with her AFL commitments what's going to be easier for her. I think Ali was a really good addition to the Bendigo squad. So it'd actually be good, obviously, depending on her options, but I think she really flourished in um, Bendigo, to be honest. I think she gave them some juice, which helped their great campaign towards the end of the season. So again, depending on coach choices and all those factors that go along with it, I think they're going to have a bit of movement as well in their team.
2: I think, like, if the new owners were smart, um, you know, seeing how Bendigo performed at the stretch of the season, seeing their good culture that a brand new team had established so quickly and the camaraderie that this young group had and totally agree, like, Ali Wilson was a great addition because she had just the right level of energy um, to match people like Maley and Garrick um, and even Levy. So if the owners are smart, they would want to try and keep the like core group. team, mm. um, and yeah. then Carly Bogue was a late call up too because the import big from Canada, whose name escapes me, but her last name starts with P. Pluth, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Who, who chose not to come because of uh, you know COVID rules and things like that. Carly's st- like, yes, yeah, she still she stepped up big time. She played her role yeah. really well, I think, in this season. But yeah, I think the owners are going to have to lock down. A coach pretty soon, and I'm sure that you know before they bought Bendigo, they were probably having some good plans. In mind. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, would really hope that they lock down Levy, Garrick, like ASAP, and hope yeah. Megan McKay as well. They were yeah, yeah, ones that I would hope that they they lock straight away.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, the way they came together and and built on their performances across the whole season you'd be really not wanting to have too many changes in that team. I don't think there was anybody who didn't step up when they needed to, um, particularly as they were headed towards the back end of the season.
1: And looking from the outside in, it looked like they really enjoyed each other's company off the court with the chemistry that they had on the court. Like you, I don't know, like watching their games, I felt like they actually really enjoyed each other's company, liked each other, which transferred to the court, and they really connected really well on the court.
2: Yeah, I agree. You could tell they cared for each other, like they cared about yeah. each other because, yeah, it translated into their game. Yeah. And, um, I think, like, if Bendigo as a club is still willing to have Lavy play AFLW and WNBL at the same time, that's going to mm-hmm. be important for her to find a club that will allow that because I know in the past Monique Conti wanted to do the same, play Boomers and for Richmond Tigers in the AFLW, and I think from my understanding the Boomers didn't want her to do both, so she chose AFLW. Right. So it would be a shame to like, I mean, we've seen it so many times in the men where there's all these Australian junior basketball players and they're like, actually, I'm going to take a quick left-hand turn and play AFL instead. And we're like, we don't want to lose them. We want
1: to keep them in our sport in any way. Yeah, for sure. And they also... Sorry, they're also okay. just looking up their roster. They didn't have any Americans either. So no. they've got to consider that as well if they're going to have, you know what I mean, imports. So, yeah, hopefully new owners
2: means a bigger budget mm-hmm. um, and some imports.
1: I think they'd really benefit
2: from a really strong uh, centre.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm pretty comfortable with, you know, lavey. Yeah, they guard, they're pretty guard heavy already. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So they, they need to get a centre. But mm. I hope they get a really... Uh, like an emerging kind of coach who has some really cool, like progressive ideas that's going to suit this team well. Almost like Ryan Petrick was for Lynx. I hope they find a coach like that for Bendigo because there's so much potential and I feel like there's some unfinished business with
1: this team. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. They they should get into at least the finals next season if they can keep the majority of this crew together. Mm -hmm. Okay, rolling on to Melbourne. So the Melbourne Boomers have got, it's just, there's a few there that really surprised me. I'm surprised that, that they let Ezzy get onto the, to the free agency list. Also, I've got to say, I was really impressed with the way Carly Ernst stepped up at the, you know, with, again, last-minute call-up, new mum, and she really, really stepped up for him, especially in the final series. I thought she really played very well.
2: Oh, yeah, no, she didn't really meet, <laughs> did she? It was like she just kind of uh, took a little bit of a holiday and just like a, a basketball camp holiday and came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she wouldn't have known that she'd gone and had some personal time to have a baby. Um, but she fit in with this group really well. So uh, when I heard rumours that she was going to make a return, I thought, oh, surely she'll go back and play for Bendigo like she was before. Mm-hmm. They yeah. needed another big um, so I was surprised that she went to Melbourne, considering they've already got Ezzy and and Kayla. But no, she still fit in really, really well with that team. And I think especially in times when Kayla was in foul trouble, yeah, it was very handy having her on the bench. So I imagine that they will sign her and Ezzy also
1: ASAP. Yeah. I also think Lindsay Allen for that team is such an important piece. I just feel like everyone loves to play with her. She just settles the team down, gives them what they need at the right time. So I think um, as an import, I think she's a really important piece to get back, obviously, if she wants to come back to Australia. But, yeah, I think for that team, she's a really important piece and everyone just loves to be around her. It just seems like that watching from the outside. So, yeah, it would be interesting who they go with with their imports. Important, you- I think, also to get Ezzy locked down ASAP.
0: Oh, yeah. You'd think they'd want to try and keep Lindsay and Tiff Mitchell together because they they worked so well together, true,
1: yeah, and yeah. and
0: in, other, in, in the rotation as well, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And
2: they're playing; they play for the Indiana Fever together as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So oh, having yeah.
2: that
1: chemistry again for this season, hopefully, will roll over into the WNBL if they decide to come back.
0: And maybe maybe they'll put a word in for Alana Smith.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: maybe <laughs> Indiana Big Three <laughs> could be. And the thing, like Lindsay Allen as well, I think like she's a classic, like she's a true textbook point guard and I Mm -hmm. think having uh, someone like that come and play in Australia for fans to watch, young girls to watch and the development players to train with and against is like a really good opportunity for our sport and for our league over here. Um, Also I just love how she leads by example. So especially Mm -hmm. in that final series she went up another level and you could tell that she was going to do absolutely
1: whatever it took to make yeah. sure that they won that year. Yeah, she may not be the most vocal player, but she definitely is by example, as you said.
0: Yeah, and again, we got another coach changing here. You know, guys gone to New Zealand. Big question marks over who's going to take the big chair in Melbourne, also.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, well, rumor has it that they are very, um, not focused on, but they are really, really interested in signing a female coach. <laughs> okay. So I think, oh, okay. think ma- rumour has it their main goal is to sign a female coach. Um, there's a couple of names being thrown around as possibilities. Like Anything you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> he wants all the tea. Paul wants the tea. Yeah, yeah. But, I want time. And Larissa Anderson and uh, Katrina Hibbert, a couple of names that have come up.
1: Okay. Nice.
2: Whether that happens or not, I can't say, but uh, that's what my...
1: I think she knows more, Paul. I can tell she knows something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> actually, like um, I'm actually kind of hesitating because I was like, oh, I'm not sure if my sources are going to listen and be. Like,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <That's his office. laughs> <You> tell
1: anyone. <laughs> you didn't say who told you, so it's fine. No, one yeah, it's knows. fine. Yeah,
2: exactly. it's just sources. <laughs> yeah. No, look,
0: I mean, having had a chance to talk to both of those coaches over the years, they're both going to be good choices for Melbourne. Yeah, Larissa was was head coach at Danon for a long time, you know, and uh, she did a good job there. So that'll be interesting. Mm. It'd be good to see more more female coaches in the league, anyway.
2: I'm just going to double check if I got that right. If it was Larissa, or if I might be getting confused with Claude. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh.
2: Uh oh. I might double back on that. I might double. We might revisit that a bit later. <laughs>
1: Uh, stressing now. No. <laughs> no, I'm stressing now. I'm
2: like, hold on. Were we talking about Lisa or were we talking about Claudia um Brassard?
0: Oh yeah. From Townsville, what? right? Yeah, would Claudia I mean would Claudia come down from the nice weather of Cairns? Yes, um,
2: yeah, This is why I was getting confused when I was talking to my
1: sources about it.
0: I mean she's been as far as I know, she still lives in in up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so
1: she's she's um I think Buffalo Queensland, did she reckon with?
0: Yeah, I think so. so
1: let's, let's stick with Larissa then.
0: Okay, we'll stick. Yeah. We'll stick with Larissa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Perth. Perth's got.
1: They've wow. got a lot as well.
0: They've got a lot as well, and I'm surprised that they've got so many. Mm. And one of the ones that really surprised me was Marina Mabry. Yeah. Uh, you, you're you're not you're not so surprised.
1: Um, I just think imports teams just they can get whoever they want. You know what I mean? So when I see like imports on the free agency, I'm not really surprised because they have so many more options, um, whether they want to go to Europe or, you know what I mean? I just think when I see imports on the free agency, I'm not as surprised as when I see Aussies on there. Yeah. For me, I'm surprised that um, Lauren Scherf, I think she flourished there.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: In my opinion, I think that was probably her best season. Her consistency was probably the best that she's had throughout her career that I can remember anyway. So, yeah, seeing Lauren there and also Darcy. I like the combo of Darcy and Lauren working together. They both have their outside shots. Loz can obviously also play inside, so can Darcy. But I like the combo of Lauren and Darcy working together for Perth. So seeing both of them on there, yeah, I was pretty surprised. Yeah, Yeah, I
2: imagine imagine they're going to get signed within the next
1: week. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think that it'd be too long. No, the re- the reason Marina surprised me was because of the impact that she did have, right? And the numbers that she was posting up. I was just thinking, you know, as a club, this is one of those players you'd maybe want to try and re sign before the free agency list came out. And the other one that surprised me, given some of the performance that she put in, was um, Ash Eisenberger. Yeah. You know, because there were times when she came through in the clutch and, Ale- to be fair, Alex Chibitani did the same, but Ash, you know, she would come in, drop the three ball almost at the right time just to be mm-hmm. able to keep the team in place. She could do it under pressure, which is that right. sort of – that skill which is, you know, hard to find.
2: And she was part of their leadership group as well for the season, so it'd be hard not to re-sign her. I mean, if, if you value her – uh, enough in such a talented group, you, you'd be silly. Like, like, value her enough to be like, hey, you're actually a leader of this group. We want you to kind of set the tone and the culture um, for the season. It would be kind of silly not to keep someone like that around if there's that valuable on and off the court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree with, with Ness with the the import signing. Yeah, they have a bit more freedom to shop around when they're people at the top of their game. And I think, like, signing in a, a new league, a new team overseas is so risky. So I know that in the NBL, you know, you can sign an import for so many years, like they just announced Bryce Cotton for another three with Perth. Yep. Um, uh, what is it, the pl- like player option where, you know, you have to, you sign for two years, you've got to play for one, but in your second year you can take the option to leave. Kind right. of. So I don't know if they do that in the WNBL. but And if they don't, I wonder why not because that's, um, I don't know if there's a different financial thing involved with that that perhaps clubs can't uh, commit to, but mm. I think there would be, you know, Jackie Young as well, Jackie Young and Marina.
1: Yeah, together, be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they had the past experience of playing at Notre Dame together as well, so they know each other really well and obviously showed that in the past WNBL season. But, yeah, you the go. rest.
2: You, oh, sorry, you go, Paul.
0: No, no, you go. That's all
1: right. I was
2: just saying the rest are, like, there's a lot of DPs listed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know some Emma Gandini particularly got more court time as the season continued, so I, I imagine that they're going to probably similar to Bendigo, they're probably going to keep most of these players, and then yeah. perhaps just play around with some of the DP positions.
0: Hmm. Now, out of that list, is there anybody that you guys think you'd like to see somewhere else?
2: Hmm. Um,
1: good question.
0: I mean, I could see Scherf at Southside.
1: I just like the way that she played there. So that's why I'm just wanting her to stay. That, that's the only reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely her best season. I feel like yeah. the offense that they ran suited her really well. So it could um, showcase her strengths a lot more. And she looked like she had a lot more like confidence with what she was doing. In the past when she was playing for Sydney,
1: she just looked a little bit uncertain. You know what I am going to put out there. I could maybe see Sharpie at Boomers. Okay, she's a Melbourne girl. Uh, even though she has she did start there at Perth, and she has played really well the last two years for them. I think Boomers could be maybe a good change for her.
2: I mean, even Darcy would even fit the
1: South side pretty
2: well, but
1: they've got I feel like a few four fight like they've got Bish, they've got Harmon. Mm. If they get Americans, yeah, that's true. Like a big American.
0: Um. Yeah, that's... I'm just a Sharpie would move for me. Okay. All right. Well, let's just keep tough rolling. One,
1: though. Tough, tough yeah, one. Tough tough. Mm.
0: yeah, I mean, look, again, you'd want to see as much of, in all of these teams, you'd like to try and see them keep as much of the core together as possible because just based off their performance from the last season. But it's kind of interesting every once in a while to play around with the whole what if. Yeah. Um, now, Southside, I think, look, I think they underperformed compared to what they could have done in this season. I think Southside's got the potential for more movement than any of the clubs we've talked about so far.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, They also went for a season without imports. Mm. I can't remember if we've discussed in a previous episode, you know, the the quick maths as to why they perhaps didn't have imports this season, but maybe we won't get into that controversy uh, in this episode. Maybe we'll keep that off air. Yep. But um, yeah, I feel like they had a lot of quality players. But and I, I feel like they have depth in their bench. Like there are people like Taylor Gillum, Saray Taylor, um, who have been part of the Southside Flyers already. Taylor Simmons, Chelsea D'Angelo being an up and coming young player. Kate Gaze has been around for a while. Rachel Jerry was an Olympian. Like so, it seemed like their bench still had depth. But I don't feel like they use their bench enough mm. like I don't feel like there was enough trust or like willing to give the bench a chance this season and the 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 rest you know Beck Cole, Christy Wallace, Rochi, Bisho, I feel like they were just playing like maximum minutes every game and
1: that's just not sustainable. Yeah I agree with you um I think for them it's gonna depend on obviously what Americans they sign I'm surprised Christy Wallace is on the free agency list to be honest. I think she played really well for them. see coming off the bench, played great. But, yeah, I would probably sign her pretty soon. Uh, and then, yeah, I think they need, like you said earlier, I think they need some depth in their five position.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like um, they, when they, I think they used to have Mercedes Russell once upon a time. Yep.
1: And yep. like Lani running right the
2: point, like that was a really good combo. I think we similar, said similar to Bendigo. They're very guard heavy. They really mm. need
1: to sign some really good bigs. Yeah. Yeah. even like a stretch four obviously they have blitzars can play three four but I think maybe yeah maybe even like a four five yeah position. Like a solid five yeah
2: mm, yeah I, I don't like to say that they underperformed but because I feel like their games are always so competitive and really close but you're know, looking at the roster again I think you're kind of right Paul
0: mm. I'm not quite sure what it was but they just they just didn't fire the way you'd expect them to. Uh, with the Ross that they had even excluding the the fact that they didn't have any imports I don't know it just seemed like that didn't quite click the way they had the season before yeah um, what's interesting out of this is the players that aren't on the free agency list for the team so there's there's a core that they're obviously looking to
1: yeah to rebuild five, around much.
0: yeah. And then it's a case of how to restructure the bench. And it's quite possible that they're going to be looking at this list also and trying to see who they can cherry-pick from other teams to try and fit. Because, look, we know that Cheryl's a pretty switched-on coach mm-hmm. and she'll be doing the maths and, you know, she's got Snelly as her assistant who's obviously keeping an eye on what's going on and also probably looking to see who's the potential to bring up from NBL 1.
1: Because mm. she's at Frankston as well coaching there, so...
0: Yeah. okay, so now we get to Sydney, who's got a huge chunk of roster on free agency, but as we said before, a lot of them are the, the revolving door of imports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of the ones that I'm again, I'm surprised that they've gotten a free agency and they weren't signed up prior to free agency because the flames already made a couple of announcements prior to free agency coming out, but Funda and Los Mansfield. Mm. You know, that they played really well for the team. So I'm surprised that they're there.
1: Yeah. Also, um, development players, um, Diebel and Evans, they're going to be off to the States. Yep. But yeah, I'm pretty surprised that Mansfield's on there. I thought they would have picked her up already um, with her experience, especially as the vet of the team this year. A shame that she got injured. I thought she was really on a roll before that injury. And I think if she stayed in the lineup and stayed healthy, they would have gotten a lot further than they did. In some of those close games, I think they could have really used her. Yeah, especially her leadership
2: too. Uh, also yeah. someone who is a great point guard and leads by example. I think mm-hmm. they could have used, used Loz's leadership in some of those those stretch games where they got really close but just couldn't clinch a win. Yeah, and Deeble, uh, she really showed her talent at the end of the season. She's going to be super exciting to watch in the future. I really, really rate her as a player. She's just got that natural ability to read and react and adapt to so many situations. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I'm super big fan of hers. I think Jaeger was a DP. Uh, Kalia was a DP. I mean, based on what we saw last season, surely Jaeger's going to be promoted to a roster spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played a lot for a DP. Like I think right. she's promoted to a roster spot. Chelsea Dungey. like, I mean, she's not coming back. <laughs> No, yes, so. she's also just got waved by the Dallas Wings. So, big question mark on what's going to happen with Chelsea. Interesting, like, I've heard some rumors that Beck Pizzi wasn't 100% happy at Sydney. So, I don't think she will re sign with Sydney. I don't know if she'll even get offered to re sign with Sydney. I have a feeling she'll be looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see if she wants to go back to Southside because she can play that kind of stretch four as well.
1: True. Um, Or even Melbourne if they restructure, depending on what coach they get.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. Since she's a Melbourne girl. Yeah, because she could fit in quite well with Melbourne as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, could she even, like, fit in as a bit of a backup in Adelaide maybe? I'm not too sure. I don't think Pizzi
1: will be suiting up for the Flames next season. It will be good to see the Flames get a solid five-man as well, I think. That's obviously where they lacked last year, to see – an import in the five position for them, I think will help them a long way.
0: I'm also wondering about whether Morgan Yeager might be looking at going back to Adelaide as an opportunity. Cause you know, she's, she's an Adelaide girl. Obviously there's an awful lot up in the air with Adelaide at the moment. And she played really well when she, mm. she got a lot of, for a DP, she got a lot of time on the court and the performances she put in, the numbers she was putting up were pretty good. So you know, maybe she's a possibility to go back to Adelaide.
2: I don't know because, like, she's played for Adelaide before she went to Oregon. And then, I mean, considering she's played at this level before, she went to a great college like Oregon and then she had to kind of really work hard her way back into the WNBL and now she's, you know, found a sweet spot getting lots of court time and playing really well. I think it would probably be better in her interest just to stay, stick with Mm. what's working. She's found a coach in Shane Hill that's, you know, that she fits with Shane Hill's like game plan or like what his system, Mm. his system, that's it. And if she's flourishing in that, just stay. Like see Lauren Scherf. She was flourishing in Ryan Pepp's system. She should just stay there. Like just stick with what's working
1: yeah no i agree with you just as well i think um especially being a dp and playing that many minutes i think it'd be a little bit silly to leave seeing that she got the trust from shane hill to perform and take the court for those minutes so i mean yeah i think she should stay there as well so the biggie for me sticking out is uh funda Yeah. yeah i rate her so much i yeah me too no one needs to pick her up. I rate her as a player, especially playing her in the young years back in the day. So, yeah, I don't know why she's still on that list.
0: Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And also the performances she put in, right, particularly when Shyla was was injured and out, she really stepped up, mm. um, showed what she could do. So that's, that's really interesting. But what is interesting is if Katrina Hibbert does go to Melbourne because she brought Funda to Sydney, and they've got a, a pretty strong relationship, mm-hmm. it may be she might go back to Melbourne. Yeah, true.
2: Is she another Vic Metro person?
0: Yeah, yeah. and oh. she's a
2: bullying.
1: She's a bullying kid too.
2: Oh, all the, <laughs> all the big Metro, you can see why they're <laughs> yeah. the standard at any Junior Nationals tournament because you can look for so many WNBL players who are like, oh, yeah, they played for Vic Metro too. <laughs> all played together. Play another together. One. another yeah, one. another one. <laughs> another one, yeah. <laughs> Because with the Boomers, other than Lindsay Allen, who was the backup
1: point guard for Boomers? Was it Tess Imagine would slot into that position? I think she could. She would play the one-two sometimes.
2: Yeah, I think she could, but perhaps not preferred. Yeah, 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 obviously. Um, who did they have? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I feel like I'm going to have to Google it to be accurate. Because, yeah, Fonda could be a really good backup for LA if LA... You know, need you know, when LA needed a rest,
0: yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Um, oh, um, it was S- Scanlon, oh,
2: of course, Lily Scanlon. Scanlon. Yeah, Lily, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she's obviously going to be returning to that yeah. spot too because, yeah, I just really want Funda to go somewhere that's gonna really value what she has to offer
1: mm-hmm.
2: I just feel like it just gets so agreed wasted sitting on the bench,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. Let's roll on to Townsville. Townsville's, I think, got the least number of players free agency out of all the clubs.
1: Yeah, they've had a few signings recently before free agency.
0: The two that surprised me were Mia Murray and Michaela Cox because they've kind of been there for quite some time. Yeah. Look, to be honest, they've got a strong core that they're building around. So no. I don't think there's going to be a lot of changes going on here. I'm guessing they're going to try and re-sign a few of these names that are already there, um, yeah. depending on what Shannon thinks needs to be changed.
1: Mm. I don't know what happened, um, like we were saying, the last podcast together with their imports, since they weren't there towards the in the last few games. I don't know what happened there, but I think they're going to be getting new imports there. Not sure if they need another point guard, maybe even a two-man and then, again, like a Billings. I liked, I liked Billings and the energy that she brought. I think she was a really important piece. Don't know what happened towards the end, like I said, but I like what she brought to that team. Also surprised at seeing Nadine on that list. Yeah. I think this is her second season with them. Maybe even more. Yeah, maybe even more. I'm not too Yeah, I think yeah. More younger, So it'll be interesting to see where she goes. But, um, yeah, I did like what Monique Billings brought to that team in that position, the 3-4.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, She was really, really good, Um, and I feel like uh, Zatina. As much as I like her as a player, I still feel like she has a lot of development to go. I don't Mm -hmm. think she has cemented herself as the
1: the prime first.
2: Yeah, like a super strong center. I feel like she still needs some backup in a really strong four, like a like a Billings. Um, Yeah. It looks like I'm guessing Lara McSpadden is returning because she's not on the free agency list, but she was on the roster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, Ness, I don't, I'm not expecting these imports to return either. Like I mm-hmm. think it was a day where Townsville played, and I don't think the imports was even sitting on the bench with the team. But then the next day, I saw that Billings was reporting on like an NBA game or something live, yeah. and I was like, "Weren't well, you just? <laughs>
1: <did the> Towns <laughs> can happen there? quick."
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she really she, she quickly got out of there. Um, yeah, but yeah, because pa- pain is also that kind of four spot.
1: So yeah, stretch four, like she can shoot it well from the outside as well, but also has her inside game. So I think I think she's an important piece of that team as well. To be honest,
2: yeah, a lot of versatility. Yeah, yeah,
1: and also leadership for that
2: group. And Pizzy, I know that I'm pretty sure Pizzy was in Shannon's under seventeen team that won the gold medal. Yeah, I think she was, yeah. So she might be calling up for a favour and saying, hey, you got a spot for me up in Townsville? True, true. Uh, yeah, who else is there? But, yeah, I think Carla Drennan, Nadine. Yeah, surely they're going to lock in Nadine, but, yeah, definitely two in imports. I don't know, question marks over Michaela and, and Mia for me.
1: I yeah. would
2: love to see them back.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm sitting on the f- they got families, so I don't know what their um, situation is with all that. Hmm.
0: Okay. So now let's roll on to our oh, last team, too. the UC Caps, who've got 12 on the list. There are some names there that really surprise me. Mm. So I'm really surprised to see Abby Cabillo there, Bunts, Brit Smart, Kelly, Michaela Roof, and Talia.
2: And Kelsey. Oh, mm. and
0: Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey, yeah. I'm really confused about that one. But on the upside, their coaching situation has been settled.
1: True. And she was part of their group anyway. So all of them should be familiar with Veerly. Yep. Which I think would be a big help. Also, maybe a lot of them were maybe waiting to see what was going to happen, the whole coaching management, and maybe now starting to discuss what their plans are for the upcoming season.
2: Yeah, I feel like Veerly was being groomed for the role. Like I feel yeah. like that was uh, some really smart investing in the Caps administration of getting Vili involved, knowing that she was a, uh, she's already in Canberra with the COE, mm-hmm. let's play with the Caps, worked under yeah. Graffy, Graffy obviously being in head office, great relationship with Gori, no-brainer really that she's uh, as their coach. Um, yeah. so I feel like it's been a little bit of a kind of an investment in the passing of the torch, so to speak, so Gori can be like, okay, I'm ready now. I'm yep. now. Yep. I'm ready. Off you go, Billy. This is yours. <laughs> and I
1: think a lot of them respect her as well,
2: because
1: mm. yeah. she's been around for so long. Um, obviously, her accolades, what she's done. So yeah, I think a lot of their a lot of their leadership group also is on this list, mm-hmm. um, as in Kelly Wilson, Kelsey Griffin, Brit Smart, Like a few of the vets are here. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where they end up. I think they should bring back. I think Britney Sykes was great for them. Mm. Um, yeah. Great two-way player offensively and defensively. Um, she brought a lot of energy to that team. And what I believe, I think she actually loved Australia, the lifestyle, um, the team, yeah. Canberra itself. So I won't be surprised if I do see her back, but I think she was great for them.
0: Yeah. I think you guys are right in that maybe a lot of these players were waiting to see who was going to get the head coaching job before they made a decision. But I think there's a lot of players there who Canberra doesn't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Um one of the ones that I think they they really want to keep is Michaela Roof because her performances again during the season were really strong right up until the point where she was where she was injured but she was posting good numbers she was playing really well I think it was one of the best seasons I've seen her play for a long time
1: Is she a naturalized Aussie now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she is. I think yeah. she is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that that's yeah, that's a big get.
2: And they've already signed, you know, they've got Jade Melbourne, Shanice Swain and Potter coming back. So they're obviously in in their future Future. as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, now it's kind of like who else wants to kind of stick around. Yeah, I wonder, I think from what I've heard from sources is that Griffin is kind of just taking it season by season, you know, to determine if she wants to keep playing, if she wants to retire, that kind of thing Uh, in terms of like, I don't know, Mentally and and physically as well. I wonder if Kelly Wilson's kind of in the same boat. I also wonder if they're going to come as a package. Like if one says they're not going to play, is the other going to be like, I'm not going to play either, or if they're in it together. Yeah, They have a long history of playing together and they obviously play really well together. Mm. Smart really proved herself at the end of the season, so I hope she sticks around.
1: Yeah, she's actually really fitting well with that system, I feel like. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
2: And to pale like even though at the start of the season I was like oh uh, you know her days numbered but she also really came good at the end mm-hmm. um, it would be a shame not to see her play a whole season injury free yeah. right knowing what she how well she played especially the towards the end of the season um, yeah. so hopefully she can come back as well and between her and Smart they add to the experience and leadership that Kelly Wilson and Griffin provide too they can kind of cement that really good Caps culture and make sure the, the youngsters love Melbourne and Potter and Swain, uh, that's instilled in them as well because one day hopefully they'll be the, the leaders of the Caps. The
1: vets, yeah.
0: Yeah. What about Bunce? I mean, you know, Gorry brought her back hmm. and she performed really well for the club. She really put up some great performances. Look, personally I'd like to see her back at the Caps because I think she seemed to fit in well with the whole team. And she's probably one of those players I think would have been waiting to see who the head coach is going to be before she committed one way or the other.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's a Canberra girl. Her family's there. Obviously, her little one is there as well. So she has to think about that. She, I think, has a few more factors to think about. So, yeah, I think she fit in really well with the cap system. Obviously, great to see her have a season injury free. Yeah. I believe. So that was awesome to see. But yeah, she bounced. Like you said, with Carly, you wouldn't even think that she had a baby nearly two years ago. So, yeah, know, it would be, I think, good as well to see Bunce back also in that vet role leadership to get those younger ones under her wing.
2: I feel like they still need, like Bunce still did really well considering as her first season back. I felt like they probably could have used her a little bit more as a scoring option or as a point in their offense, even if it was just a point of ball rotation just to move the defense a bit more. I felt like she was underutilized. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I do wonder if they're going to get uh, another import to be That's a center because I think Kelsey isn't a true center, even though she's got a huge skill set of playing anywhere from three to five. I don't know if she, I'm, I don't know if she likes playing under there as much, um, or if she feels like more comfortable, feels like she can be more effective when she's playing a bit more outside. But I think if they had like a really strong center to cement them a bit more. And then just keeping, like, Kelsey and Michaela Roof at fours. But mm. um, question mark for me is Alicia Frolling. Biggest question mark for me. Yeah. What do you both think?
1: I'm not sure with Alicia. I think I could see her moving, to be honest. I see her as a four. I think Canberra pretty filled up in that department. So I wouldn't be surprised if she does move.
0: I think, yeah, I like you, I, I could see her moving. I'm not quite sure where she'd go and where she'd be a good fit. Because I think for her, it's not just about the players. It's also going to be about the coach and the the coaching system that she's going to be playing under. So it'll be really interesting to see how that position fills out. But overall, if Canberra can keep a large proportion of these players on board, it's going to put them in a good position for next season. Because, look, there were strong challenges for the postseason this time. If they can keep a large percentage of those players together and maybe fill in those areas where they were a little bit weaker, they're going to be way up there.
1: Agreed, agreed.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And they have such a strong uh, club culture. They've got a great fan base. I think they probably take those things into consideration as well, like what type of players are buying into the club culture, what type of players the fans like to see. Like, like Bunce is a big uh, fan favourite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think the only one leashes a question mark. But like, will she go? She's already spent one season with Ben to go, and then she's mm. with Canberra. Like, does she risk going to a brand new team again? Like, and having that third year of kind of instability and learning a whole new system and things like
1: that again? Yeah. Um. It'll be interesting with her. Yeah, I'm not sure really. Because <laughs> even like towns, I don't think she would go back to t- like where she's from, Townsville. Mm, that's an option, but I don't think she will.
0: No, no, no I don't. See, I don't see her going back to Townsville. Mm. She's the big question mark. The other thing I wanted to mention about Kelsey was, I found her performances this season were not as regular in terms of output. Consistent. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, the consistency, yeah. just the consistency that you we expect from Kelsey, wasn't there mm. this season. And I'm not sure, like you said, maybe she is sort of considering, do I really want to keep playing or not? But, yeah, it's it's like that's a question mark for me. If she had a bit more consistency, I'd be saying, yeah, you know, absolutely. But I, I just wonder, you know, is her head 100% in it at the moment?
2: Yeah. She didn't play like she was enjoying herself. Mm. Um, she kind of played like... Uh it was an ob- like it was an obligation almost. Uh, I know that sounds really horrible, but she just didn't play like she had a heart fully invested in it and she didn't play like she was happy.
0: I'm and not sure. Like, yeah. Oh,
2: sorry. I was, I was just gonna say it's not like a reflection on the club or the team or anything, but sometimes players just need a break. Sometimes mm. it just becomes a bit of a chore and you get to the point where you're like, Oh, I don't know if I can be. But prepared. I mean that, yeah,
1: that could have been as also with Southside, their issue with mm. that if COVID had something to do with it. I feel like it was a reoccurring pattern with a few players slash teams this season, so COVID could have had something to do with it.
0: Yeah. I'm just wondering in terms of Kelsey whether that that injury that she got at the beginning of the season where, you know, I mean, she got hit pretty hard. And I think how many games was she out for? Two, Three? Yeah, three? I think
2: about three. Three, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it was a pretty, pretty significant hit. I'm just wondering whether that affected – her mental game.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because, like, you don't want to really start with an injury at the start of the season, especially one that was so invasive in your personal space, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It'd be understandable if she was quite rattled. But I think, I think that was between. Kelsey, Griffin, and, and Keely Frolling, right? Yeah, Frolling. Yeah. I was going to say
1: it was a Frawling. Yeah, it was yeah, Keely it was Yeah, and Now they're
2: playing together, I think, back in Launceston. So, you know, what mm-hmm. like happened on the court stage? Friends again. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Before we wind this one up, there's one other thing I just got to raise. Been noticing, Ness, that you've been putting some interesting music clips up on Instagram. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was that from today? <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm just working on my social networking, you know, you my content.
0: On your, on your content.
1: My content for everyone.
0: Well, I can definitely tell you that our producer, Mary, absolutely is loving it.
1: Sorry, <laughs> I was in stitches as well as I was posting it. <laughs> I was proud of my work today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she thought, she funny. thought the, the musical choices went really well with the video.
1: You know, some of those songs I don't even know. I just type in what I'm thinking, and yeah. the songs fit perfect. So I'm like, oh, and they match up perfectly with what they're doing.
0: <laughs> okay, so to the audience listening, you got to go check it out on Instagram. Yeah,
1: what's That's your handle, Ness? Tell tell our listeners what your handle is. What is it, Vanessa Penusis Five? I think Vanessa Doc uh, Vanessa Penusis. Oh, I don't even know my handle. <laughs> That's <a bit> embarrassing. <laughs> Let me check one moment. Okay, I'm, ch- I'm going to check. It is yeah. just Vanessa Panousis, no space. Oh, there okay, there it is. P a n o u s i s, or one Vanessa with a double S.
0: All right. So, look, it's really interesting. It'd be great to sort of come back and revisit this in a few weeks' time and see how things are changing. I understand that the WNBL will be putting out weekly updates, which would be great yes. as things are uh, uh, kind of start to move around. Because the truth is, it's not that far before the next season. We're in May already.
1: Crazy.
2: Oh, yeah, God. How did we get to May already? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I know. Well, my bank account's still trying to catch up from January. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 it's
0: May. Uh, it's it's got to run real fast. Oh, Seriously. The free agency
2: is like my favorite time of year. Like, I'm a sucker for things like award shows and random stuff. And free agency, I'm just like, I want, it. I want it. I want the latest news. I want the goss. I want the signings. And then, like, clicking around who's going where? Like, you know, <laughs> it's Christmas time and they have that jingle it's the most wonderful time of the year.
1: This I, is the most wonderful.
2: Don't <laughs> associate it with Christmas. I associate it with free agency time. <laughs> <laughs> Any league where I'm like, this is it. Let's go. Give it to me, I want some live tweets. <laughs>
0: All right, so we'll have to circle back and, and come back to this one again because with the number of people out there, there's going to be a lot of really interesting moves and changes going on. And I think we're going to have a really interesting run-up to the next season. And let's not forget, we've also got the World Cup between now and then too.
2: Yeah. woo Yes, it's going to be a big year of basketball. I'm excited.
0: Seriously. Okay, Ness, great to have you back. Always great to get your input on these.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Guys, it's been so much fun. And let's get together and do this again real soon now.
1: Yes, let's do it. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure.
0: Great. Thanks, Vanessa.
1: See you guys.
0: Shooting the Breeze can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends.